Welcome to the Teacher Nerds Podcast. Joe and Ron are self-proclaimed teacher nerds geeking out on all things education. They are looking to move educational practices out of the 1900s factory worker model to a student-driven classroom full of empathetic, creative, and collaborative students willing to take risks. Join them as they chat with educators from around the world, discussing educational tools, techniques, ideas, policies, and much more. Thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds. And now a word from a sponsor. Have you heard about the nerds? What's the word? Teacher nerds. You can tweet them out on Twitter. You can find them on the gram. After listening to their podcast, you'd be sitting there like, bam, trying to take the teaching from one level to the next, reaching up to Canada and down to Mexico. Gotta go. Teaching nudes. Start the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. I'm Ron Nober. I'm Joe DePaulo. I'm a technology teacher for third grade to eighth grade. And I teach third grade. And today we have Amanda Wells with us. Amanda, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. And she is from Farm Friends LLC. So Amanda, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and, you know, the beginning of Farm Friends? Yes. So I was born and raised with animals, all kinds of animals, uh, had farm animals, pets, all different things. I worked many different jobs, wildlife rehabilitation, the Cape May Zoo, my own family's farm and petting zoo, playing my business. But I like the education part. I love teaching about the animals. Um, the Cape May Zoo is a great job, but you can't pet a tiger. Mm. So I've heard Jack Hanna quote that most children's first experience with animals is a petting zoo. And it's true. Past the dog and the cat, usually a petting zoo is a first experience. So uh, I love the education part. So I currently, we are virtual, but we are visiting schools and library programs we have coming up virtual events with books and different hands-on animals and education. So that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and we'll get much more into that. And oh, you, you have a bunny with you today. Who is it? <laughs> this is Rabby. He's our first bunny that we had from a couple of years ago. And my son's name. <laughs> I don't know bunny breeds, but is it a specific breed? He's kind of a mutt. A if mutt. you look at his ears, I always tell the kids watch his ears. So his father was a mini lop, which means his ears stayed down. Okay. Mom was a Rhinelander bunny. So her ears went up. So he's a perfect mix. And if you watch him, if he sits and relaxes, you'll watch sometimes the ears go down, sometimes they go up, sometimes they go sideways and they call that helicopter ears. Because <laughs> <laughs> they literally go sideways. And we have his brother also in the same thing. One ears up, one ears down. You could watch their, their oh, wow. uh, personality. So oh, very cool. So, I mean, even right there, like a good way to talk about like genetic traits and things like that. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, Rabbi, Rabbi is one of our ones that we used to use for the senior homes. When we visited nursing homes, he will sit on laps forever. So he was one of the ones we used for that. Is, awesome. is there a, is there an up and or a downside to having their ears up or down? Like, That's a good uh, like, you know, with the dog, right. When the, when the dogs have hanging ears, they're more likely to get infections. Yep. Yep. So, Very good point. Yeah. Same thing yeah. As with a rabbit? Uh, not so much because their ears aren't that heavy. So okay. there are there are some breeds of rabbits where their ears are very long, like really, really long. And they can actually tip into the water bowls and then you have other problems when it's cold out. <clears throat> yeah. But um, as far as I know, you don't, I know you're talking about, I also work part-time as a vet um, at a vet's office. So the, the pendulum ears that hang heavy, like a cocker spaniel, yeah. they actually close because of the weight, the cavaliers, their ears kind of close because of the weight of their ears. Whereas a uh, Great Dane or a Doberman with the ears up, they usually don't have ear infections. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, as far as I know, they really don't have that problem. Okay. Well, they're very late. Is there a benefit for the rabbit to have, up, or is that just part of their traits? And Yeah, there's a lot of different breeds of rabbits, a lot. Um, I like the lop. They're just kind of cute because they're the rounder face. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, they're a prey animal, so they have the big ears. They have the big eyes to look out. Like I always say, the big bad wolf. They are always looking. 
Um, but as far as I know, the ears work the same, just some are down, some gotcha. are up. Cool. It's, cool. it's a good thing with body language too. So if their neck and their heads down, their ears are back, then they're scared. Or it might be a dog they hear and we don't hear. Mm -hmm. um, if they're sprawled out, like today is beautiful outside. So the bunnies are out laying sprawled out, enjoying the sun, just like we are. Cool. Yeah, very cool. Your body language with the ears. That's awesome. All right. So before we jump into everything, we're going to get into our two yes mores, one no way. And Amanda, since it was you, we decided we're going to do animal movies or stories. It's time for two yes more, one no way. I'm going to start so you can kind of get a feel for what it's like. Um, so my two yes mores. The first one is from back when I was a kid. It was it didn't come out when I was a kid. I'm not quite that old, but it is a movie that I used to watch on usually like on a Saturday afternoon. And it was Mighty Joe Young. Oh, that's a good one. And it was from it was 1949. I looked it up today. Was the original Mighty Joe Young, and it was King Kong esque. It was you know this gigantic yeah. you know gorilla, and you know it was just a a feel good story because. I guess I'm going to do a spoiler, but you know what? If you haven't seen the movie, it came out in 1949. Too bad. Uh, at the end, he like saves kids from like an orphanage that is on fire. Oh, wait uh, a minute. Is this going to, is it a tearjerker, Ron? Well, Joe, I'm not, oh, I'm not going to spoil it that much, but oh. uh, let, let me just say the kid. Uh, little Ron cried, uh, oh. you, you know, with this movie. So uh, yeah. we're just going to let it go at that. Um, and we won't spoil the whole thing for everybody. Holy smokes. So that's my first one. And I just remember that. I remember watching it as a kid with my mom and things like that. So that just brings back good memories. Okay. My second one, the the animal is not a friend. <laughs> so it is Jaws. <laughs> it's an animal movie, right? Yes, it but is. It is, to me, like it is the probably mo one of the most perfectly cast movies. Like I could never see them doing a remake of right. Jaws and it being anywhere near as good. I don't care how good the special effects have gotten or anything like that. Like, you know, there is right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a staple. Um, and, and to be able to see it at a drive-in oh. is the only way it could get better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see that for sure. Oh man. So um, that's, that's a good one, right? And, yeah. and one of your favorites. Yeah, and one of my favorite, and it's a good good book. Yeah, you know the the right. book, most assure is a, a good book, and it takes place on Long Beach Island. The the original book. Yes, it does. What <laughs> Joe and I have discussed in the past. <laughs> no, I first, when you mentioned it in a podcast, you know, I remember telling the story in the podcast. My son's fourteen, and we've been for the past fourteen years. He's been off that coast, and he's very afraid of sharks. You know, or just not afraid, but just. Oh, and I said, still, we don't, we don't surf on beaches that have sharks off them. We go to the no shark beaches and we talked about it and laughed in a <laughs> podcast and, you know, it came out that I'm lying to my son so, <laughs> he's over there at one point during a, I forget, was it last summer or two summers ago? He's listening to the podcast and I hear it cause he's not using it. And he goes, wait a minute. What? <laughs> I'm like, when did you start listening to our podcast, buddy? <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, they actually aired Jaws. We kayak, my husband, my kids, and I, we kayak. And one of the restaurants that's off the, I think it's the Mullica River, yeah. they showed a big screen of Jaws, and you could sit in your kayak or in an inner tube and that's watch. Awesome. I don't, oh, think, I done that. I don't think I would have survived that. No way. <laughs> they should do that and do it on the beach and let you sit out on your surfboard, oh, man, right. out in the Yeah. Yeah. At like <laughs> dusk or dawn, right? Yeah. <laughs> I go ring the dinner bell. No <laughs> way. And yeah. 14 years, you know, I've seen him out there. And I mean, you know, if you haven't seen him out there and you've been out there, you just haven't seen them. You know, like they're there. Um, and that's why I can't surf alone anymore. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like, I'm like, what was that? Did anyone hear? Oh, and then it once it's in your head, you know, you're 30 yards off the beach. Right. It, it's a little scary. Yeah. I can <laughs> imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, my one no way another back to when i was a kid old yeller man i can't watch old yeah uh, like one time kid having to you know to put down his own dog and nope can't have can't do it can't do no, it no you know what you didn't grow up on a farm no 
No, and, and that yeah, that may be the difference, right? Like I, I've never, I don't hunt, I don't, you know, yeah, any of that. You know, I've I've never raised anything for food other than like chickens for eggs. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we're I'm not raising chickens to eat my chickens. Right, um, right. It's it's tough to eat them when you're naming them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's old yellers. My no way. Okay. Um, it, it just. I can't watch it again. Yeah. You know, not something I can, I can do. All right, Amanda, let's, uh, let's hear what you got for your. Okay. <laughs> so we like Disney a lot and there's the movie, uh, brave. It's one of the Disney movies, brave. Yeah. The it's Scott, like Irish, Scotland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Scottish princess. And I like that movie because that is, as far as I know, the only Disney movie where the horse acts like a horse. Oh, the movements wow. are realistic. Um, Tangled. My, my boys are little, so I see a lot of Disney movies. But yeah, yeah. Tangled, the horse acts like a dog, which is great. But Brave was the first movie that I noticed where the horse acts like a horse. The movements are so fluid. It looks like it acts like a real horse. Okay. Most act like a dog or a character pony, like a, a right. cartoon pony. More, so, more personality, right? And you said the dog, and when I think it, I almost think like that's another character, like a like a personification, right? Like there's there's a lot of traits. I you know it's he's answering quite you know so, but I never I'm I have a son, and I'm a huge Disney fan. Um, and maybe I should go back and watch when there's <laughs> the female lead characters. Yeah, I'm less likely to watch those movies. Brave uh, is really good. I think it could give a run for its money for Frozen. I really do. Brave yeah, is better. Wow. <laughs> we used to do uh, in in language arts. We would do a close read, um, and one of the things we would do would watch Frozen and and just take different clips and go at it over and over again. The boys hated it. They <laughs> hated it. And I'm like, guys, man, like we're not doing this. We're doing this for educational purposes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I would give it a, I would give it a, a look just to watch, just to see what you're, you know, just to focus yeah. on the horse. And I think yeah. probably if you're not a horse person, you don't even recognize it, right? Like I, I've never been around horses in my entire life. So I wouldn't know if a horse moves like a horse, a dog, a cat. Like, you <laughs> well, know, in some of the movies, the horses will have a saddle on and they sit. They don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technically a trick horse can sit with a saddle on, but that's not normally how they move um and the tangled movie he puts his the horse puts his head down to the ground like a like a, a hound and sniffs don't do right, that right yeah <laughs> i mean it's still a great movie i've watched right. it times. but um but brave i love that movie that's it's a cool really to to pick up on that yeah that, like, one little nuance part that's very cool all right yeah, so I, another one. Oh, any of the disney movies uh <laughs> Lion King. i like oh Lion. that's a good one yeah. um family feel the animals and all that yeah yeah and the circle of life. We talk about that with my boys a lot. The circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so then would you, do you think, would, would you have a different, do you agree or disagree? Not that you would agree. Uh, old Yeller. So don't laugh at me, but I haven't seen that. No way. Really? <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, no. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> my husband makes fun of me for living in a box and never seeing famous movies, but I grew up on a farm. I was always out feeding something or cleaning yeah, or building. Yeah. I didn't sit home and watch movies. Like now with the kids, we watch a lot of movies. Right. So I have not seen. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not one well, to watch with a kindergartner and second grader necessarily. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my buddy grew up on a farm and, and that's what he said. Like when the dogs got sick, you know, yeah. it, it, it was a common occurrence because there were always dogs around. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, but I, I just thought, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, my kids, we talk about the circle of life, especially with Lion King, because they understand it. Yeah. Um, so they understand it to a degree. We talk about it with right. them. Um, if if your kids are younger, just to get a little bit more Disney, they have, uh, Disney has, it's like the next generation of Lion King, and it's called, uh, oh my goodness, what's it called? It's like Simba's Kids, uh, oh. Lion Guard. It's called Lion Guard. Okay. So you ready? So my kids are watching Lion Guard, which is a cartoon on Disney Channel. So I and we, we've watched Lion King, but I had to explain them backwards because Kion is like Simba's grandson or something like that. So I was like, well, Mufasa, you know, Mufasa. And they're like, no, there's no Mufasa in this cartoon. But I'm like, that's the grandfather. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> 
because they know the cartoon more right. so than they do the movie. Right. And I'm like, I feel old. I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's the same idea that the circle of life is definitely, it's an important thing. Yeah. Yeah. And having the animals, they they have to learn. So right, right. It's sad. No matter how many times I personally have gone through it, it's still yeah. sad. Oh. Of our heart. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's never easy. Never yeah. easy. Yeah. So what about a no way for you? I think it was called Secretariat. It had okay. like Toby Fire. Yeah, that, that- racehorse. Yeah. yeah, there's a scene where his foot gets stuck in the stirrup, where his feet go in the saddle. Yeah, and the horse drags them, and that is my absolute biggest fear. I've fallen off of many horses, many concussions, but biggest fear is getting that foot in the stirrup, and you can't get away from the horse because when you go to fall, you try to push off to be safe and get away from the horse. And in that scene, oh, I can't watch it. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can under. I, I mean, I've never, like I said, I've never been on a horse, but I can imagine, you know, anything that is right, like, a lot weighs a lot more than us, and is a lot taller than us, is not something i want to mess around too much with <laughs> yeah yeah yep <laughs> all right joe bring well, it home so i'm going with two um pieces of literature Ooh, nice and, all right. uh, uh two two books two stories both revolving around owls and and one is my favorite year in school had to be third grade um mrs gullo my all-time favorite teacher and and our classroom yeah. was second story on the inside of the, you know, it, we didn't, it was like the woods. It, it was, they, they, and they didn't keep it as a courtyard. It was just this nasty little mess. But when you were up in the trees, we called it the classroom. So, or the, the treehouse classroom. Oh, that's cool. And, and we read, or she read to us owls in the family. And, and it's the only book in middle school that I, I ever read cover to cover and enjoyed um, nice. Well, it's the only it's in middle school was the only book I ever enjoyed. I didn't read in middle school. I didn't read like we talk about it all the time. I wasn't a fan of reading, and and it was it was a tough tough <laughs> I had a tough childhood uh, when it came to, <laughs> when it came to school. But uh, but that year and that teacher and that book, like I mean, it's it's thirty some odd or probably and a lot of thirty years ago, maybe thirty five <laughs> years ago, I was in that classroom. And I still remember, I could still remember that they found the owls in a, in a cardboard box. They took them in. I mean, it just, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, you talk about Ron, like that movie was from yeah. your childhood. Yeah. Um, you know, just really great memories. So now the fact that I teach third grade and found a great read aloud to the kids in Al Moon. Um, I think Al Moon is an awesome read aloud about a boy. And we have the conversation, everyone except me thinks it's a little girl going owling. I think it's a little boy. And we have combed through that book and we can't find any place where it says he or she. I mean, it's 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 great debate for third graders or right, <laughs> and right. adults. Um, but my so walking through the woods at night and at a in a winter, I mean, it's just the personification, what you can use it for writing and then just reading and personal freaking awesome. So those that's are my- cool too, like gender wise, right? Like no gender stereotype, yeah. no nothing like equality. And, and Jane Yolen. And I mean, it's not an, a recent book, you know, it's been, a, I mean, I've been teaching 14 years and it's always been there. So, you know, 20 years ago was, was that maybe it was an issue. I, you know, well, it wasn't as public an issue or I in think, the forefront, right? or, but, yeah. but to find that and which is awesome. Yeah. Um, just really, really great piece of literature. And, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm not a reader. I'm not a reader. And I, I'm going to stop saying that because I do enjoy different pieces right. of, of literature and, and text out there and, and you know, just not into maybe everything, which right. is okay because, right, that's why yeah, they're – Vanilla chocolate strawberry, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just to have that love of a story to part onto the kids and, and the kids get into it too. Um, so those are my two yeses. My one no is definitely going to be a movie, and it's the uh, caused a lot of controversy. Is it the dog's journey or a long journey home about the dog that continues to die and is reincarnated? Um, oh, man, I've never yeah. seen that. I want to see that. But there was all kinds of issues where, like, the dogs were mistreated, um, and and maybe oh, wow. it got pulled. Not only it got pulled, but there was a lot of hype over it, and it didn't do very well because That's there great. was. There were things I think brought against it or 
there was something out there that the dogs are being mistreated. Um, my friend is a, is a really big animal supporter. And, and I just remember her being heartbroken over the stuff that the dogs were having to go through. Wow. Um, so that would definitely be one of my no ways because of that. And then the fact the dog continues to die over and over again. Yeah, man, that, that, that's rough. <laughs> you know, and, and the whole idea is that it goes back to this original owner and, and, the guy's at a bad place and they finds the dog, the soldier. But yeah, it, it just I don't have previews for that, but we never saw it. Yeah. I, I just don't think it got a lot of hype after everything started to come yeah. out. Yeah. Um, and I, um, <laughs> for not being a reader, there's two books that I would talk all day about. <laughs> um, so that, you got to give was, a shout out to that third grade teacher again. What was her name? Mrs. Gullo. Um, oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I when I used to uh, Amanda, I worked at a restaurant for years, and and for two or three years in a row, my all the grade school teachers from fourth grade to eighth grade were coming in, and I got to wait on them two years in a row. And uh, you know, going I, at that point in the game, I was going back to being a teacher, and they were floored. What? <laughs> what, what are you? I'm like, yep. <laughs> um, so I so it was cool. I don't want. I don't know if Mrs. Gullo is still around. Okay. Um, Because I think she would probably be in her 80s by now, Um, which I just I haven't seen her in a couple of years. Right. Right. I don't know. But she was That's awesome for for you. Like, you you know, you said it. it, school wasn't your favorite thing to have that one teacher who, you know, touched you. Just don't lose the passion. I think that and I don't want to get on a tangent, so I'll stop. But the last (laughs) thing I'll say is like, that's the thing. You can't kill kids. You can't kill you can't kill their enthusiasm. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. We hope you enjoyed that segment of Two Yes Mores, One No Way. And now we're going to take a little break. If you're an educator, you've heard all about those four C's of education. You know, communication, collaboration, creativity, and critical thinking. But did you know there are three more? Sail the Seven C's with Microsoft Education by Becky Keene and Kathy Kersnowski is a collection of stories and vignettes from over 40 people on six continents. This book is meant to inspire new ideas for teaching and learning by bringing communication, collaboration, creativity, critical thinking, computational thinking, change makers, and community into your classroom. And it's not just for Microsoft users. It can be adapted to many platforms, including Google. This book has three of the coolest features I've ever seen. There are Flipgrid AR code that let you hear the real voices at the end of each chapter. There's a Wakelet collection of supplemental info. There are get ready to set sail prompts that are simple ideas to try and apply right away. When you read this book, I know you're going to say to yourself, hey, I could do that. So get your copy of Sail the Seven Seas with Microsoft Education by Becky Keene and Kathy Kersnowski today. Available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And now back to the show. Which is why, segue, Amanda, the program that you're here to talk about. Yeah, Right, you're the segue king. Come on, man! It's my first podcast, Ron. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> let let's talk about it. let's. Uh, so so tell us a, about like you know what what you do. Um, you know what kind of programs you you. I mean now, like I I, I know you're doing them virtually, um, which is kind of also good, right? Like because now you can reach more classrooms than you could when you were going physically to the to the schools. Yes. So pre-corona, uh, we were visiting, we were doing uh, festivals for townships, uh, nursing homes, doing uh, the, the, our potbelly pigs go on harness. They were in an elevator and they would go up. We specifically go to the memory care unit, Very which cool. I absolutely love. Um, the bunnies, uh, Rabby here, again, he, he will sit forever. <laughs> His brother... So Rabbi will sit on a lap. We put a baby blanket down, a little uh, pad on their lap. He'll, he will sit forever with the seniors. Uh, his brother Skittles is Mr. Personality, and he will actually, they call it periscoping. He will stand up on his back feet and look around because he's afraid he's going to miss something. <laughs> and the seniors love it. So they, um, I, I miss that the most right now because obviously we can't do that virtually. Yeah. But um, the schools, the library programs – all these different mall events we were doing um, can't do them right now, but we're trying to find the silver lining. So I'm very, very blessed to be able to make it work virtually with these amazing teachers that are welcoming us virtually. Um, and the kids 
are looking forward to these programs. So what I've been doing is we'll have a themed monthly program I offer. So October, we did skeletons and bones. And if you've ever seen any of the Halloween skeleton animals, I have. (laughs) (laughs) I I personally love Halloween and I love a deal. So I always get them after the holiday when they're on sale. So every skeleton animal you've ever seen at Halloween, I have it, but I use it for teaching because the kids are like, whoa, that's so cool. And we have real snakes, but when I use the skeleton snake, I like, I love, I love uh, trick questions with the kids. So I'll take um, the chicken skeleton and we talk about vertebrate, invertebrate, all those different things. And then I'll take the fake uh, snake skeleton and bend it. And I'll, I'll ask them, what do you think it's going to be? Vertebrate, invertebrate. And I'll bend it. I'm like, it bends like a pretzel. What do you think? But then the snakes really do have bones. They have a spine. So it's like a trick. But right. then I also, again, back to Disney, I have uh, Hank the Septipus from Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. So I have the octopus, the stuffed animal, big and obnoxious. The kids love all that stuff. And I say, what do you think? He's bendy like a snake. Do you think he's a vertebrate or invertebrate? And they think, and we raise hands. Uh, we've learned virtually that we do a lot of thumbs up and thumbs down because yeah. he's little hands trying to mute and unmute. So we do a lot of thumbs up, thumbs down. And then we'll call on individual uh, students to answer the question. So I use a lot of the different animals, Disney animals, because the kids know if they can relate to it, you know, it sticks. Right. Um, for So October was Skeletons and Bones. I did a pumpkin program. A lot of little kids know Spookly the Square Pumpkin. It's a Halloween, cute Halloween movie. Most of the kids know it. So we talked about all the work it goes into growing those pumpkins because we see them this time of year in the fall but how much work goes into getting them. Um, November, we did farm to table about food, wow. how we get cranberry sauce, how we get uh, the potatoes and the, all the work that goes into it. I use the turkey for turkey facts, but the kids don't make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> I may have made some teachers pre-corona. I was visiting in the classroom with the actual turkey, with the, the, the farm layout and, and talking. I may have made some teachers vegetarians, but the kids don't make them. <laughs> so, um, and the turkey especially is one of our miracle animals. A lot of our animals are rescues. So she's one of our miracle animals. Um, December, I did uh, Sven. Everybody knows a little movie called Frozen. So Sven the reindeer, everybody knows Sven. So what I did with uh, December, we did antlers versus horns and reindeer fun facts because most grade levels in the element, it's usually preschool to third I work with usually. And basically all the grades work on reindeer facts in December, depending on the grade, we, how in depth we go. So I was using the baby goats I have with their little, their babies, so their little nubs are coming in their little horns. But I use Sven because with Sven, we can talk about habitat, why he can live in the cold. And he's never cold in the movie with, with Elsa. We can talk about his uh, characteristics, his big hooves. They're like snowshoes walking through the snow. They don't sink in. Um, and he has antlers, not horns. Like all that kind of stuff. And when the kid goes and watches the movie for the hundredth time, they can be like, hey, I remember this. Right. So that's it's, pretty it's, awesome. It's bringing it's, it's, the Disney in and all that. Well, he said like, yeah. that's, that's the glue, right? Like right, yeah. they already know that. And now you're going to introduce a new fact <clears throat> that they can already attach to something. Yep. So that- Synopsis firing for them before, you know, it's like, what's that? Uh, you're setting them up for success. Right. Yeah. 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 And most of the programs I start with a book, like a step one or a level one reader. So it's a quick, easy read, but it connects everything. And then we talk about it. Um, for January, we did habitat, oh, I'm sorry, migration, hibernation, and adaptation. So we mm. talked about why a snow owl lives where it's snowy and like a barn owl around South Jersey in our area would blend it in the woods, the camouflage, the habitat, all those different things and how an Arctic Fox actually changes the hair color. It will shed out and in the winter grows in a whiter gray hair. So it blends in. So some animals have the camouflage to hide because they're the prey and some are the predator and they want to hide to, to get their food to yeah. play tap. <laughs> Like so, we make it age appropriate. <laughs> you say the Arctic hare is that what you said, or the the Arctic fox? Uh both. Both, both. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, both of them. Um, and I usually have like I like big and obnoxious and get your attention things, and most kids do too. So I have big pictures that I hold up, or uh, the stuffed animals are the big seller. 
because again, I hate saying pre-corona, but when I would take my little dolly cart into these classrooms and they're the big Sven from, uh, I think it was Target a couple of years ago, Christmas time. It's a big, like three foot Sven. So when I wheel him into a classroom, they're like, <laughs> it's Sven. <laughs> so it's, it's really neat. It's, it's really fun. Um, and then February, February, there was so many topics, but I narrowed it down to love and kindness and similarity Ooh. differences. So I wow, picked. that's great. It, I, it turned out because there's so many topics for February. I was trying to figure out how I could um, narrow down all my ideas. And I had this older Sesame Street book and it was called um, something like we're, we're different. We're the same. We're all wonderful. Hmm. And the whole book is just a simple little book. And it's um, our eyes are different, but they're the same because we see. Um, our hair is the same. It shapes our face. It keeps us warm. It feels danger but it's different and that's okay. We're all wonderful. Um, so what I did was we re read the book and then at the end I had all my little like animal figures and stuffed animals and pictures and everything. And what I did was I had the kids, I had my list and of a class of 17 kids. I told the teacher ahead of time, we're going to pick three. Usually was a good one. Name an animal that has spots. And they get so excited. They, uh, this and the cheetah, and they all said the fireman dog, the fireman dog. <laughs> <laughs> so we would usually do the cheetah, the Dalmatian, a ladybug, things like that, a, a giraffe. And then we would talk about how they're the same because they have spots, but they're different because a ladybug is an insect and a giraffe is a mammal. So they're the same, but they're different. And I had a whole list we went through and that was a fun one. The, the kids really were into that. Because that was more of me asking them questions. At the end of every program, the kids get to ask questions. And I love the kids' questions because you never know. Yeah, right. <laughs> you never know. But um, it's it's fun to see. With the uh, hibernation one, we talked about groundhogs. And I, we talked about where do you think they live? And this little girl, I think she was a preschooler, raised her hand so sure of herself. The groundhog lives under the shed. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, honey, you are right. You are so right. <laughs> we had a groundhog that lived under our shed in our old house, and we called her Cupcake. <laughs> yeah. So, and she was so sure of herself. I loved it. It was my favorite answer. I'm like, yes, you are right. And then I brought it back to because I have a picture of skunks in a in a like a dead log. It's like their den. And I said, yes, they do live under the shed because it's a safe place. It's out of the wind. No predators can bother them. So it was, I love that answer. It was That's so, so fun. awesome. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I love the, the, the kindness. We're all same, but different. I mean, it is so needed. Yes. You know, right now for That's everybody. Even a lesson you could do at the beginning of the year. Right. Yeah. Right. To kick off the beginning to, to try and get like a certain tone to the classroom and yeah. set the culture. Yes. Yeah. Now What's can people request, like, I know you said like we did this for October, but if a, a classroom wanted the bones, you know, uh, session that you do, can they can they say like, hey, I, I know it's, you know, March, but can we do the bones thing? And you're open to that? Absolutely. Yes. Oh, cool. There, there is no roadmap for this Corona world we're living in. Okay. <laughs> so anything that I can do to make the teacher's job easier, because the teachers are the superheroes. I come in for an hour and teach fun stuff. The teachers are in there day in, day out, and they have to teach X, Y, Z. So the teacher's feedback is amazing because I had a, a, a teacher say to me, they love when I do my program because they get to have a side seat to watch the kids, right. the light bulbs go off. They get to sit back and watch the kids learn and answer. And kids that aren't usually into raising their hand, they're up because of the animals. So um that's why I've, I've felt that way my whole life with animals. It doesn't matter who you are. The animals don't care if you have bills to pay, if you had a bad day, if you have medical, they don't care. The animals don't care. They don't judge. So that's, they're like a common denominator. The animals, they, they want you to pet them. They want to love on you and they want to be pet. That's about it. So I've done uh, events where I'm at a, like a big fall festival and the preteens come over and they're, they're too cool. I don't want to pet a bunny. It's not, not cool. But then they see I have a Flemish giant who's about big, like really big. And she's in one of those puppy strollers. And <laughs> I see these teenage boys melt and they're like, well, that's a cool bunny. I want to pet that one. <laughs> that would be my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think we mentioned that. Like my greatest fear is uh, bunnies. Like I'll, I'll take an aggressive dog any day, but 
pet a bunny. It would be very soothing for you, Ron, to sit down with a bunny in your lap. No, no, no. Would be would be quite terrifying, actually. Like all I can think of is what was it? The Monty Pythons, the bunnies that like attack the knights. And yeah, 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 yeah. Or you know, did you ever see Summer School? Um, yes, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> bunnies. <laughs> yeah, that that's my view of bunnies. I know it's wrong, but. It's still- well, it, everybody can have a fear, but here's what I teach people because we have, um, we have a ball Python and we went out with a second ball Python. Nope. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we just hit Joe's no way. <laughs> so, and I get that all the time, which is fine. Everybody has a fear, which is fine, but fear is learned. Don't put that on the kids. Um, I've seen that with riding lessons. The mom's like, oh, the horse tripped. Oh, don't do that. The kid yeah. doesn't know any better. The kid fear is learned. And um, we've been at mall events, a big busy mall on a Saturday. And my husband will have the snake over here talking to people. And I'll be over here with the bunnies talking to people. And you oh, can see people like the bunny are out at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> we have a big setup. So they're only they're they're on opposite sides. But um, I will see people walking through the mall on a Saturday and you can see the Scooby-Doo effect when they like five of them back yeah. up. They see the snake, <laughs> which is fine. That's fine. But when your little kid goes, mommy, I, I do want to pet it. Don't scare them. Yeah. Fear is learned. Um, because of that, when I have the snake and we do things, I actually they're they're shed. They shed like a piece of a hose, like a whole piece comes off and a good healthy shed, it comes off like a hose. And I actually laminate that so that when I have people that are terrified, I can still use the the lamination piece because you can see on the bottom, the big belly scales that helps them move across the ground. Whereas the top of the shed has the pattern, the actual colors. So it's pretty cool. So the ones who are afraid, I understand. I'm not going to chase you with a snake. That's not, that's not cool. That's not how we learn. (laughs) So um <laughs> i would chase joe with a snake oh yeah like, where's a bunny where's a bunny <laughs> yes yeah so well the second <laughs> how big is the python i think they're three and a half feet okay how like how thick um size of a water bottle about a water bottle okay yeah that's <laughs> that's enough <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was in one school and they knew every time i was i was there there was something with me and again i had my little dolly cart and the, the custodian was there and they were like, oh, what do you have? What do you have? And another teacher and then another teacher came like, what do you have today? And it was one teacher that was brave that had me come in and do the reptile, the snake program. And uh, Joe, you might want to hold your ears, but no, it, was no, winter no. it was winter time and snakes are cold blooded. So I can't just put it in a crate like the goats. They have to stay warm. So I had it in an old purse under my jacket in this bag on my chest. So it had my body heat. So follow me, okay? So I have my little dolly car, have my my program, everything, and this the custodian, the two teachers. What do you have today? What do you have? All I said was a snake program. One ran down the hallway. <laughs> the other one backed up. They didn't even know where it was. They had yeah. no idea it was in my jacket. They thought it was on the cart. And then when I showed them, one was brave and one to see. So I just unzipped my jacket, opened the little old purse that she, yeah. he was in. They're a ball python. That's what they do. They ball up. That's, that's what they do most of the day. Um, and he was happy as could be nice and warm with my body heat. Um, so yeah. It <laughs> and that's why they call them ball pythons. Cause they wrap up into a ball. Yes. The sun all day. Yes. The, the old saying that they're more afraid of you than you are of them is true. So if a ball python was there just random on the ground and a dog came up, they would bowl up and they had their head in the middle. So they're safe. They protect their oh, face. Wow. So, yeah. And when I bring my snakes out, they're usually in their cave because they don't, they're not out like sashaying around. They just ball up in their their, their little den. Um, when I bring them out, they are used to being handled. As far as a snake can be friendly, yeah. I thought our first snake was friendly. Our second snake uh, is a victim of Corona. She was a science classroom pet. And when the schools closed, they had to get rid of her. Oh, so, oh wow. Yeah. So she came to us because there's not many snake rescues. <laughs> And I really think she was a golden retriever in a past life because she is the friendliest snake that I've ever had in my life. Um, she's the tank is in my boys room and they're not quiet and she's always out. Her temperature is right. Everything is good. She's healthy and safe and not hungry. She's always out. Like she's missing something. And like out, out of like when you say out, like- out of a little den, they have like oh, a rock cave. Mm-hmm. And my other one is always hiding. It's what they do. They come out and they drink. They, they, when they eat, they shed, whatever. 
yeah. but she's always out looking around and then her temperatures aren't off. She's good. Yeah. But she's like, what's going on? Like, I, I've never <laughs> seen a snake that before. <laughs> but because of that, when I take them out of their little, their cave den in their tank, you give them a minute to relax and like un, unball. So they, uh, they relax and they're comfy. Not her. She is moving all around. <laughs> so I used her for a, um, an art teacher was doing texture and oh, wow. same right. thing. I said, what can I do? I said, give me a topic. I will make a program for you. And he was doing texture with kindergartners. This art teacher is amazing. Mr. Dykstra. <laughs> he has more patience than I will ever have in my life. Because <laughs> most, most kindergarten teachers do. Yep. He was teaching kindergartners art virtually. <laughs> so yes, he's amazing. So we did this art, uh, um, the texture. So I brainstormed, thought some things. So I got a piece, like a slice of wood for like the rough, sheep wool for soft. And then I printed a picture of Sonic the Hedgehog because most kids know who Sonic the Hedgehog is. And then a picture of a real hedgehog because he was going to show them how you would draw sharp as like a sharp edge, whereas sheep fleece is soft. You would like kind of round that off. And then I I had the snake. That was in the fall. So I had a pumpkin too for smooth. And then... um, the seashell for like the edges, like the indents, mm-hmm. but we had the snake for the detail of the scales. And this snake was perfect. Cause she was, I had her like this and she was all in the camera oh, and everything. Wow. The kids, <laughs> Man. kids loved it. So they got to see texture. It was, it was really neat. So um, it was, awesome. if the teachers give me a topic, usually I can brainstorm and find something. One of my good friends is a, is a preschool teacher. She asked me on a, like a Tuesday, do you have anything for the five senses, like smell, touch, taste? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I sat and I thought about it. I'm like, I could totally do something. And I used one of the bunnies. And what I did was I printed a picture of, I have a picture of my own dog. It's a really good close up, like uh, focus on his nose. So the dogs are good at smelling. I had uh, a picture from the vet's office. I got permission from the owner of the cat. It was a beautiful cat. It's a good portrait mode with uh, the big eyes, a beautiful picture with big, beautiful eyes because the cats can see better than we can, especially in dim light. And then I had the bunny because with the, the little guys, I said, what do you think superpower the bunny has? So the ears, obviously. And then I use butterflies. They use, they taste with their feet. So when a butterfly lands, they taste with their feet so they can know if it's a good place uh-huh. to lay their eggs or a good place to eat. Hmm. And then the octopus has the eight, all the tentacles and everything. So that's a good for, for touch. So when the teacher said that to me, I was like, I don't know. And then I thought about it and it turned out to be a great program. And then another teacher heard about it in the same across the hallway. And then she wanted it. So those are all virtual. Those have not been in person yet. Those were all born through virtual, virtual uh, programs. So it's, it's it's neat to see. I mean, I'm used to seeing the like the touch, the kids with the pet the animal, but even through the computer, it's the same effect. The eyes light up, the kids get so excited. And I point out, I mean, usually the kids are muted, but I say, um, when the rabbit starts to to relax and like clean himself, or the the ducks last um the ducks are what I used for the February program because we talked about feathered animals and how different ones are feathered, they're all birds, but a duck is different than a flamingo and stuff like that. And I told them in the middle of questions, I was like, everybody stop. I said, do you see what the duck's doing? Because she would turn her head back and start preening herself, which they don't usually do. And there's 20 little kids looking at them. I said, you guys are being so quiet. She's comfortable and she's preening. And they, they were so proud of themselves, which is true. <laughs> right. quite, I mean, they were muted, but it still counts. <laughs> what, what? Those kids know how to unmute, you know, and, and you can mute them on your end. And then they whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that's. I mean, that would even be almost like you could start them off from the beginning saying, hey, listen, if if we're really muted or and, you know, and and all this could happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, almost like a way to set it up because it is hard teaching virtual, especially when you're talking K to three. Yeah. The programs are all run, you know, like that's they definitely need someone to help them get on. Yeah. You know, once yeah, I had uh, through word of, word of mouth, another teacher in a different district had me come in for a program. A, a parent sponsored the program, and I came in and and we talked beforehand because of the whole the mute, the unmute kind of thing, and thumbs up, thumbs down. It's just easier. We've learned, and she was like, "I really don't think they're going to pay attention for that long, but if if we start to lose them, I'll let you know." I said, "Okay, it's okay." And we went forty five minutes. Wow. 
we went for she didn't think they were going to pass 30 minutes and we went 45 minutes so um it's it's amazing what they do with the animals again um i've been in special education classrooms and schools and i had a therapist tell me um we took the child had his hands really tightly bound like this uh balled up and we just took his hand and backwards against the bunny and he loosened up and the, the physical therapist said, you just did in five minutes what it takes me an hour to do. Right. Well, not me doing it. It's the animals doing right. it. So it's, it's neat. We had, we had a nonverbal resident talking. I think it was Rabbi um, in the memory care unit of one of the nursing homes, uh, non nonverbal. And to the point where usually the aides and the nurses kind of sit to the side and we just do our thing. But they were like, go get so-and-so, go get this nurse, go get that secretary. Wow. She's talking. Like it was, it was, it gives me chills still. It's amazing. What's, what's the memory care unit? So, so like Alzheimer's and stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, it's a locked area. They're, they're, the, the elevator and everything is locked so that they can't wander. It holds a special place in my heart because my grandfather had Alzheimer's. And I remember what that was like. My mom, unfortunately, was just diagnosed with it also. So um, I know how hard it is. And again, I was in the middle. They put us in a common room and they usually have like a big horseshoe of the wheelchairs and the chairs facing us with whatever animal I bring in. And this little little lady was dressed so nice and she's welcome by. She wasn't part of the program. She was just walking from her room by. You would have thought she was a little 10 year old girl. She's like, oh, my goodness, rabbits. I used to help my dad on the farm. And I. She told me this whole story. It was like she was 10 years old again. Yeah. And she was, I used to help. It usually, usually with the senior homes, it ends with a recipe at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's a senior home, it's not the kids. But um, yeah, usually whatever animal I take in, they wind up at some point, they give me a recipe. <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's yeah, the way sure. Yeah. Well, it's your um, whole life, right? right? That's <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but she, I that that woman specifically, she was amazing. She was like, I used to help feed them, and th- and she just, it was like I was there with her. She was just recalling all of this. Um, and then another woman, she, this one was like probably twenty people around me, and we were taking turns with the bunnies. And I found out she was a hundred and three. 103 and she i didn't know this until after the fact but we're going from person to person and and if you're not if you don't want to pet it's okay a lot of them are happy just watching that's fine we're all hold and you pet and it was her turn and i turn i'm like do you want to hold or you want me to hold and she just beamed this smile she said yeah i want to hold and and then the aide standing behind her was like she's 100 i'm like i'm not taking that bunny from her she can hold it as long as she wants (laughs) you've (laughs) earned that hold Yeah. yeah It's, it's amazing. Um, and you see them in the wheelchairs and the different chairs. And we had one, again, a little tiny petite little lady and she was holding the bunny, sweet little tiny thing. And she was in the back. And at first she wasn't holding. I asked the aide, I said, is it, does she want to hold? She's more than welcome to, I don't want to scare her, but, and then she said, well, I don't think she will. So I went over, I asked and she loved it. She was petting the bunny with her head back in this big tall chair just relaxed and just petting and, and petting. And the bunny sat there and the nurse came over to me and she's like, so when Mrs. So-and-so has a fit tonight, you're going to come back with this bunny, right? <laughs> and I'm like, well, let her have this. Let her have right. this 20 right. minutes. So it's, it's amazing. The animals do it. It's not me. So. But it's when awesome. you give them the opportunity to right. get the animals, right? Like, Yeah. The, the pop belly pigs we have are both rescues. And what I've learned live and learn. We have a lot of the special needs um, adults and kids. Our pot belly pigs, when you rub them on their belly, most pigs, but um, when you rub the pigs on their belly, they flap so you can pet them. Like they will flap over like a dog. <laughs> and what I was realizing is when I have them in their little pens at these big festivals, that my kids help with the big festivals. My kids, they love their job. They, their job is to give names and, and tell about the animals. And my kids could reach in and pet and show them, but some of the seniors couldn't bend over to do it. So I got one of my late grandmom's canes, some dollar store scrub brushes and duct tape them on. So what we do now is anybody can get the same gratification. They can use that cane, rub mm. the pig's belly <laughs> and he drops. And it's the same, anybody can do it now. From a wheelchair, from a chair, you can't bend over, it's okay. You can use that cane and it doesn't look pretty, but it works. Right, right. (laughs) 
And it's, it's, it's really awesome because before my kids would do it, but now anybody can do it. So uh, I've had grown cool. men see the animals and leave their family and come running to pet a pig. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's really awesome. When we first took in the second pig, when we first rescued her, I took her to PetSmart just to socialize, just like a dog. They're very smart to socialize. And it really tells how the times are right now. This is before Corona. Um, so I'm in PetSmart, just shopping, pig on a harness. like, <laughs> And I was just taking my time. She was sniffing and everything. And this woman comes in with a cart, glasses, phone, busy, like rushing, walking fast. And I'm just sitting there with the pig, like just letting her mosey around. And I, all I hear is, I got to go. She backs up, takes her glasses off and gets down the ground. She's like, oh, can I pet her? I'm like, absolutely. So she would have gone on with her crazy, hectic day, stressful phone call, but she stopped. I didn't say a word to her. And she came back and got down on the ground with the pig. That's awesome. It's amazing. It's, I love, I love sharing the animals with people, the education, the quote unquote therapy. I've looked into getting them certified, but it's not easy. Um, I've tried to get the pigs, the pot pigs, the bunnies certified, but nobody knows how to do it. Right. <laughs> so, so I kind of go in circles with that. I've tried, but yeah, in my opinion, I don't care who you are. If you pet an animal, it's therapy. Yeah. So yeah, that's for my sure. Opinion. No doubt. We have yeah. a golden retriever and it, and it's almost like you can't not pet the golden because he won't let you not pet him. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, yep. and even when you don't, I'm like, I don't want to pet you. I don't want to pet you. You know what I find? His head's on my lap and I'm going, Definitely. you know, I'm petting him just because it is. It's soothing. Yep. Absolutely. Another, I'll never have another different type of dog. Like, I feel like I'm golden retriever now from here on out. But just, you know, whether it's a, a pig or a bunny would, would just to, I guess it's because, like you said, they don't judge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, one of the mall events we did, again, busy Saturday, busy mall People are going, coming and everything. And we had, he must've been in his seventies. My husband had the snake and um, he's walking through the mall with his wife, getting drug in the stores. And he comes over. He said, I have never pet a snake in my life. And he sat, he got to pet the snake and he's having a conversation. And the same thing, the, the big tough dads and the little girls like a bunny, a bunny. And then the dad kind of moses over to the snake and wants to see the snake. Yeah. So it's, it's neat. People are so, they like, they have blinders on and the cell phones and this and that, but they see the animal and it's just common ground. Yeah. It's, it's really neat. That's awesome. It's really neat to see. Um, I do have a program coming up at the end of March at a library. It's a virtual program, but we're going to do same idea. Read a book with a goat theme and then the baby goats will be in there. So hopefully it'll be a big audience. A lot of people have happy vibes. Very so, cool. And, and speaking of that, you do the, the books, right? You, uh, Storytime Tuesdays. Yes. So, and that's on your YouTube channel. Yes. So the, when Corona first happened, I wanted to spread smiles. I'm not a nurse. I can't save lives, but I wanted to spread smiles, especially to the kids. Most uh, uh, kids and adults don't have access to the animals. So I started reading animal related books with the animals. The uh, first one I did was the, the dinky donkey. It's a funny kid's book. If you've ever heard of it um, with my parents, donkeys, they have actual donkeys. <laughs> and it kind of spiraled from there. And I've been doing one every week for a year. So um, it's wow. on YouTube. Yeah. It's on the YouTube farm friends, LLC on, on everything, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the website, YouTube, um, Instagram, all that, all that good stuff. But uh, the videos in the very beginning, I was doing Friday fun facts and Storytime Tuesday, but that became a lot because I still yeah. have the two voices. <laughs> so, so now I'm still doing the Storytime Tuesdays. But if if I can snap a video real fast of one of my animals doing something, I can go back and edit it and just do a quick Friday fun fact. Right. Like the like today's beautiful again. It was so sunny out. The chickens were all. It looked like a massacre when I pulled in my driveway today. But all the chickens were sunbathing. Yeah, yeah. We the dust bath, so it looked like a massacre, but it wasn't. But that's a great video to say, hey, this. How do you take a bath? The birds do it in the in the dust, in the dust and they dust, yeah. the dust. Oh. So so things like that. I mean, I am going to pull back a little bit from the videos just because there's a lot going on with school and my kids and everything. But yeah, the videos are on YouTube. There's some with all different types of animals. My friends are very generous with their animals. One friend has alpacas I've used for the, the Llama Llama book series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've got a lot of them. And I explained the difference, the llama and the alpacas. Another friend had cows that I was able to use. 
And you did um, something with green eggs and ham, right? Yes. So for March, for Read Across America, I did green eggs and ham with my chickens that actually lay green eggs. There's different breeds of chickens that lay different colored eggs. So I did green eggs and ham for the first Tuesday. This past Tuesday is another, um, it's in the Cat in the Hat library of books. It was rhymy. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun book, but it's called Miles and Miles of Reptiles. And my brother has a tortoise. So <laughs> I used a real, it is a really cool tortoise. It's the most time I've spent with him. His name is Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> and then next week, there's one called, um, I think it's Fine Feathered Friends. Same idea, rhyming with Cat in Hat Library. It's called Fine Feathered Friends. And my brother has emus. So I did the book with the emus and it's hysterical because if you look closely, they're pecking me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and from an editing point of view, I was like, this is horrible, but it's so funny. I didn't even bother. I just did a one take wonder. I'm like, this is hysterical. They're pecking at my ring, my hair, my <laughs> awesome. it, it's they're hysterical. They're big birds, right? Taller than me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So emu is like the next size from an ostrich. Ostrich right. are much the emus. Yeah. Yeah, the emus, they're very, they're very neat. I'm telling you, they're modern day dinosaurs. If you watch yeah. them. Yeah. Like, something, and their talons, right? Their claws. Like, yeah, they're neat. They can hurt you. They can yeah. hurt you. Luckily, these two, my brother has four, but these two are younger and they're very friendly as far as emus go. So, um, so are like five feet tall, six feet tall? Six. Ooh. Yeah. Probably higher when they stretch out. Yeah. Oh, man. And then yeah. when they pull those wings out. Like, they don't have that big a wing. The, they don't. They can't fly, so their wings are like dinky. They don't have. They don't really have the the wings. So they don't like. They have like little little ones. But what's neat is their feathers are different. It's I don't know how to explain it. I've actually thought about doing a video when I was there recording that one. Um, their feathers are different. They're very very light. So it kind of sounds like it almost sounds like rice in a can. Like when they, when they run, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll have to record that and do a, a Friday fun fact. Yeah, Cause their cool. feathers are different. It, they're very light. I mean, all feathers are light, but theirs are different. Right. It's almost like hair. It's, it's, it's neat. Huh. Very, it's very I, neat. I, I'm not, a, I like owls, uh, but emus definitely intrigue me, <laughs> you know, just their look. And like you said, it's, they're like dinosaurs. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I know yeah. alligators and sharks are, have been around for all that long. Yeah. Um, but emus really look that part almost like a velociraptor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When that I let man, my chickens out every morning, I'm like, they're little mini dinosaurs running that's out. That's what I, I was just gonna say, like when we have our chickens running around, like yeah. you look at them, you're like, these are dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Like even even sometimes when they the sounds they make, you're like, yo, that is a velociraptor from <laughs> Jurassic Park. That sound. Absolutely. Yeah. They were chasing each other the one day because I can see from my window in the house. And I'm like, what are what did they get a hold of that they're running, chasing each other? One of them found a piece of something that my kid, like food that my kids had thrown right. in. Yep. But they must have seen the piece of carrot or whatever it was. And one got it like it was the golden ticket and was running. <laughs> and they were all chasing like a, like a herd of raptors in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. One of my hens is broody right now, which means she wants to, she wants to be a mom. She wants to hoard all the eggs and... My kids usually collect the eggs, but she is not being very nice. So I have to go in <laughs> and she yells at me and, yeah, yeah. and it's not a rooster. It's just a very mad hen. Huh. <laughs> so I wound up putting some uh, distractions in that nest box. So she'll move on and, and stop being good. brooding. Yeah. So, so far, so good. So <laughs> I, I think it was the San Diego Zoo. They have a show. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. On like Animal Planet, right? Yeah, San Diego yeah. Zoo is pretty big. And, yes. and they were saying they were whatever falcons or eagles were nesting and they wanted to make sure the nests were good. So they would have to go get the bird out of the roosting area, take the egg and put a fake egg back in so they would be able to go back and still. I do. Remember, I have remember that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and they were like, she's good. She's good. She's good. She can get in there. And they literally had to wait. I don't know if it was an eagle, it was something, vulture, big bird that they had to get on one side of the cage so the worker could go in there and switch the eggs out just so they could make sure the egg, you know, everything was okay with the egg. Once mm -hmm. they did everything was good, they would put it back, but it was it's pretty interesting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the animals are very smart. So <laughs> right. That's awesome. Especially uh -huh. the moms. <laughs> Well, I figure you have to be right, like in the wild and whatnot. Like those instincts, 
are there for a reason. Right. Right. Yeah. How, how many turtles don't make it or sea turtles don't make it from the beaches to the shores? Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a small percentage, which is why they got to lay all those eggs. Right. Absolutely. I love nature. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Hey, Amanda, this, this has been awesome. People, the, the website is farmfriendsllc.com, yes. right? Yeah. And yeah every, everything, right? Yeah. Everything is Farm Friends LLC. The YouTube is usually the Storytime Tuesdays. If we had that really big snowstorm and I couldn't help it, the goats were just fun in the snow. So I took a video and threw that on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> um, so there's a fun thing. I'll just throw it on as a fun video. But um, but Facebook, I post all the pictures and and any teachers that are interested, they can contact me also or youth groups. I've done 4-H groups, the libraries, any any group. If they give me a topic, I can make a program. I also have, once they contact me, I have a private group because I was learning when I was doing all these monthly theme programs. When I do the pictures, you can only see so much. So I would send the teacher the program or the picture closer so they could share it with the class. But texting and emailing all these pictures got to be a lot. So I made a private Farm Friends program just for program planning. Oh, cool. That if Miss Smith goes in, does this program, she can go on that photo album and just grab those pictures and use them. Oh, very um, cool. And that's how we um, play in from there. So yeah, for this month, we still have openings for the Green Eggs and Ham. So I'd read the book and I don't know, read for America, or read across America, and then um, use the real chickens that lay the, the colored eggs and teach about the chickens and how many eggs they lay a year and, and all that all the fun stuff. So try to, I try to do it themes so that it goes along with the lesson plans, but if they have a, a different type, I can always change it up. So Very cool. that's, yeah, that's pretty sweet that you're like, uh, what's the curriculum? Let me build it around. Yeah. The curriculum. But I'll tell you what, that's what people need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. To, to give it that green flag. Right. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the teachers have been so awesome welcoming me into their classes and telling me the lesson plans so that I can make it around that because they're already learning about penguins and reindeer. So mm. why not gear it to this real animal and make it, I don't have a penguin, I don't have a reindeer, but we can make it fun and gear it back and forth. So right. um, for that February program, the love and kindness and similarities and differences, uh, when I said to name an animal that lives in the water or a feathered we talk about birds and mammals and everything. We talked about how Nemo finding Nemo, the clownfish. And I had like a fake bass, how one lives in the tropics and one lives in the river and, or the lakes and they can't have a vacation and switch because one would stand out and then they would, the circle of life, they, they, right. they, the big bear wolf will come get them. So the same with the birds when they name different feathered animals, they all have two wings. They all lay eggs. They have the feathers and, Two feet, everything, but a penguin is different than a flamingo than a seagull. Uh, and we talked about all those different things and why they live where. And I love having the kids answer the open-ended because you never know what they're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, but and they like being, I guess, recognized. Like, yes, a flamingo is a bird. That's very good. But a flamingo is different than a penguin. So they're not the same. They're different, but they're similar. Right. Well, and kids, kids are into animals. Right. Yeah. Right? Like kids have a favorite animal. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, I had um, one special education class where some of the kids are usually quiet and they were so adamant about answering the questions. They were so into it. It was two different teachers joined for this program and they they said they love the enthusiasm, but we got to stay muted. <laughs> <laughs> really cool to see um, how everybody was involved and, and really into it. So awesome. it's neat. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm so blessed to be able to bring this virtually. I mean, who, right. I never thought I had a YouTube page ever in my life. There you go. So necessity is yeah. the mother of invention, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Innovation. Lemonade yeah. with lemons. Yep. Yeah. And I've had people contact me and said that my posts were the only positive thing on their feed. Yeah. So right. That's what I want to do. I'm going to spread the smiles. So that's, that's the goal. Well, you're doing it for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Amanda, I appreciate you. I know, you know, you're, you're a busy mom and everything. I appreciate you taking time to, uh, to join us. And I, I even learned a little bit about animals. So that was good. And I'm, uh, um, I, I am making it a point that I will try and pet a bunny the next time I see a bunny. All right. So I, I'm, I'm going to go and try and go against my fear. Joe. Nope. I'm not making <laughs> And you know what? I don't know where it, if it's learned, I don't know where it came from. Um, 
but I just know, like, I don't, I don't dig on snakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Everybody can have a fear, but with that February program, love, kindness, and all that, we talked about we named something that had eight legs, and we said octopus. Someone said daddy long leg and spiders. But even though we don't like spiders, we still want to be kind to them. Ah, right. uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah. And and I, <laughs> I wouldn't harm a snake if I saw it, you know, in the wild. But I would definitely. Joe's not yeah. kissing any snakes. No. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't that either way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. This is going to be a blast. Teacher nerds, teacher nerds, knocking on your door. Open up, let's take your teaching further than before. Give it a try, don't be shy, there's nothing there to lose. Worst thing that happens, kids get pain on their shoes. We're talking teacher nerds. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Teacher Nerds Podcast. Keep up with every new episode by subscribing on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, or anywhere you listen. When you subscribe, be sure to give us a review and tell a friend. Visit us at teachernerds.com. Follow us on Twitter at teachernerds, on Instagram at teachernerdspodcast, or email us teachernerds at gmail.com. And remember, we're nerds with a Z. Most importantly, thank you for listening and becoming one of the teacher nerds.